Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. After an internal struggle within the Catholic Church pro-life movement, Father Frank Pavone has been defrocked or laicized and is still fighting for the rights of unborn children. Today we interview Frank Pavone. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. On today's show, we have a new interview with Father Frank Pavone, who, although he may no longer be a Catholic priest, he is still a father of the modern pro-life movement and leader of Priests for Life. Welcome to the program from Titusville, Florida, via Skype, Frank Pavone. How are you, sir? Oh, Dr. Chaps, it's so good to be with you. I'm doing great. And, uh, you know, we've been together so many times over the years, and I look forward to our continued collaboration. And thanks so much for uh, bringing me in with your audience today. Amen to that. I'm going to keep on calling you Father Frank because that's how I met you. And you're still a father of the modern pro-life movement, especially among Roman Catholics who follow your organization, although yes. you had a conflict with the bishops recently. Um, when, yes. when were you first aware of this conflict? And I know it's been going on many years, but give us a brief history. Yeah, sure. And, and first of all, let me thank you for what you just said, because everybody's been saying that to me in our, in our pro-life circles. You'll always be Father Frank to me. And, you know, what you pointed out is exactly the reason. It's about a relationship. It's not about a piece of paper over in Rome. And uh, this relationship is real. This movement is real. Uh, the first I became um, aware that some bishops were trying to block or slow down our work was actually in 2001, when uh, I was asked by uh, the successor of Cardinal O'Connor, and of course you knew uh, Cardinal O'Connor uh, uh, in New York as being a, a key pro-life voice, and he ordained me, he gave me the permission to do Priest for Life full-time, but then his successor had a different idea, and then that's when the trouble started. Uh, he said, oh, you know, I'm going to, you know, you've served Priest for Life long enough, it's been seven years, we want you in parish work. And then that caused an uproar. I mean, not that I initiated, but people were saying, hey, we, we want the leadership of the church on pro-life. Why are you taking this priest out of this work? And that was the beginning of many, many battles over the span of, uh, what is it now, 22 years, wow. uh, that um, got uglier and uglier as time went on. It became more and more clear that various bishops just didn't like our work, didn't like me, and they were literally making up lies about us. Uh, they were literally just, you know, trying to get me out of this work to discredit the ministry. None of that worked because the support of the people of God was very clear. And I also have many, many uh, supportive people in the hierarchy of the church. Um, I worked for a while under John Paul II at the Vatican. So our support has been strong and deep, continues to be. Uh, but lately there was a change in personnel over at the Congregation for Clergy over the last couple of years, uh, because even under Pope Francis, they backed up my ministry, and I've, I've interacted with Pope Francis on uh, four or five times, face-to-face, -face, uh, and he's been very supportive. But there was a change in personnel a couple of years ago in the, in the office for, for priests, 
And uh, they took this recommendation from, you know, some of these American bishops who think I'm too political or we can go into some of the other reasons and uh, recommended that I be um, dismissed from the clerical state, uh, 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 an action that has caused tremendous reaction on the part of the uh, of the pro-life movement. Okay, so I'm I'm a former Navy chaplain and they, they teach us in the military, you've always got to obey orders. I was literally convicted of disobeying orders when they told me don't pray in Jesus name. Are, are there some times when your clerical orders, I know you've taken a vow of obedience. Um, did, did you ever feel like you disobeyed or were they just asking you to do something unethical? Well, I, I feel a very close partnership with you in regard to this, because this is one of the key points of this whole dispute. People will say, uh, and, and, and the Vatican will say, oh, but you've repeatedly disobeyed your bishop. I have not. I, I have accepted every assignment, even the restrictions on the assignments over the years. Uh, it's a clear record. Um, the problem came up when uh, it, this one particular bishop kept trying to tell me I had to step away from pro-life work or be quiet about the political implications of pro-life work, which I made very clear to him in conscience I could not do, and which this is why the church has processes of appeal. I mean, people can say, oh, well, you know, uh, oh, you're disobeying the bishop. Well, wait a second. If appealing his decision to a higher authority, i.e. at the Vatican, were disobedience, why would church law permit it? It's there, the process is there, and I utilized that process. And as I said, multiple times, the Vatican backed me up when I appealed for this simple, one one simple request uh, is all I've made over all these years. Allow me to give my for the unborn. Allow me to devote my ministry completely to protect the unborn. If someone can show me something wrong with that, I'd be uh, interested to know. And they authorized that repeatedly over 22 years until they didn't, let's take right. a short break and, and we'll find out what what was the final straw uh, to lay aside Frank Pavone. How is your marriage doing? I wanna tell you about an exciting new four-part video DVD Bible study series on God's plan for marriage. In this video series, we team up with marriage and family ministry expert, Vince Dacchioli. There are a lot of things that get in the way of uh, our ability to have a healthy marriage, but with the way God intended it, he always wanted us to see his view of our relationship together. So everything we do when we talk about marriage or whether we're talking to men or whether we're talking to pastors and leaders, it all centers around this idea of vision. It's very important that we understand who God is and our relationship with Him is right in order for us to be able to live out really and truly Ephesians. And that also informs our role as men, how to love our wives. We can't really exactly. love them unless we understand the love of God. Exactly. So if you just think about love, you, we tend to think that love is an emotion. It's more uh, something that I feel, whereas the true definition of love, the way Jesus intended it, is, is not just an emotion, but it's, it's, a, it's charity, it's what I do. You know, to the degree that I am able to see my wife or my spouse through his eyes, that determines everything in my relationship. Yeah. And we go through the scriptures in four different parts. Part one is God's design for man and woman. 
Part two is godly roles for husband and wife. Three is sex and intimacy within godly marriage. And also God's plan for divorce. You wanna have this important four-part video series available for a suggested donation of $30 if you call our toll-free prayer line at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org. You too can have a godly marriage. Do you have Muslim friends or neighbors living in America? We want to give them Bibles in their native language, and you can help. We're making a free offer to you, the viewing audience, to help give away free Bibles to Muslims. If you want us to send a copy of the New Testament for yourself or a friend in any of the following languages, we would love to send it to you free of charge. We've got an Arabic New Testament available, Farsi New Testament, Turkish New Testament, the Kurdish New Testament in Kurmanji, the Kurdish New Testament Sorani, and the Dari Gospel of John. All you need to do is contact our office by phone, 719-574-5900. Again, that's 719-574-5900. Or send an email request to hope at vopg.org. Again, that's hope, H-O-P-E, at vopg.org. And we'll process your request right away. God bless you. Stay tuned for the end of our show to learn how to partner with this ministry. Here's Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Frank Pavone, founder and leader of Priests for Life. Father Frank, I want to ask, um, you have been outspoken against not, not a, any class of people, but individual Democrats. Let's just say honestly, uh, Nancy Pelosi is one of them. You appeared on our show almost a year ago, and you said you were of the opinion that her bishops in San Francisco were correct to deny her communion. But then she flew to Rome and had, po had communion with Pope Francis at one of his papal masses. Um, do you think your statements about Nancy Pelosi, not particularly the one on our show, but in general, is that qualified as blasphemy? Because one of the accusations against you is that you made blasphemous statements regarding communion. Well, if, if people regard the Democrat Party as divine uh, or Democrat platform as dogma, uh, then for them it would be blasphemy, yeah. And if that's what, the, what some of these bishops want to say that they hold, you know, it's their problem, um, certainly not mine. Uh, you're, you're hitting on something that has been an irritant to many of the bishops, um, and that is going to continue to be an irritant because I'm not going to keep quiet about it, which is that we have reached the point and I've written some public letters to the bishops, by the way, that are very, very uh, clearly reasoned, um, uh, and 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 they're out there on my website still. That 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 raise this point. We are no longer in a position where the differences between the two major political parties in our country are merely differences of policy. Uh, people who embrace Christian principles can disagree on policies as far as how well those policies implement those principles. But the disagreement we have now is a disagreement about 
principles. I mean, when it comes to abortion, the policy is the principle. Either you protect life or you allow it to be killed. That breaks a basic moral principle if you allow it to be killed. So what we're saying is the church has no room for neutrality when what is at issue is whether the killing of babies can be permitted or whether the freedom of the church can be permitted. And these are two areas, among others, uh, the nature of marriage and family, et cetera, where the Democrat Party has gone completely off the rails and has abandoned principle uh, and does so shamelessly. I mean, it's worse than ever. And all I've been trying to say is, look, we're not putting any dogma forward when we say we, we, we uh, when we say that we have certain political preferences. That's not dogma. Things can change tomorrow. Parties change. Candidates change. Nobody's perfect. What we are saying is that when you take the word of God and you apply it to American politics today, there is no room for neutrality when it comes to the right to life, the freedom of the church, the nature of marriage and family, and so forth. For that, uh, Dr. Chaps, they they have criticized me for that. The Vatican has gotten angry at me and I've got all the documentation. And it's like, I don't understand. I, I thought we all signed up for the same thing. Well, you're onto something there. And that is there is an internal struggle within the American Conference of Bishops. And some of them are pro-life. We see great leaders like uh, our Colorado Springs late Bishop uh, Michael Sheridan, uh, who I understand gave you an umbrella for a season. Um, yes, and they are they are staunchly pro-life, and they want to have a political message in their congregations, in their parishes, that say, "Vote pro-life," without naming names. Uh, but there are other bishops who are in the valley of decision, and mm. they they have it sense some conflict because some Democrats attend their churches, and if they're too outspoken on the pro-life issue, they lose money, they lose parishioners, they lose Democrats who don't wanna to come to mass uh, because it's, it's perceived as too political. Are those some of the bishops who came against you and what did they say? Yes, uh, the answer is yes, that has come up numerous times. Uh, they feel like we're embarrassing their friends, which, uh, you know, I'm happy to embarrass their friends if their friends support baby killing, and they should be embarrassing their friends uh, as well. Uh, so yes, this is very much the problem. And, and what they've said is, you know, you're being too partisan. Now, now you know, when it comes to being partisan, uh, you know, we, we stand not on the Republican platform, we stand not on the Democrat platform. You and I and, and, and all those who truly believe in the word of God and want to apply it to our society stand on the platform of Jesus Christ. And that is our only platform. So the fact of the matter, though, is standing on the platform of Jesus Christ requires us to judge rightly the platforms of the political parties. And uh, when we do that, uh, you know, we are doing so with this in mind that tomorrow, what if the parties swapped their positions? Well, our message would be the same. And, but in practice, what would be different is that a pro-life message would, while today it helps Republican candidates and hurts Democrat candidates, if they were to swap tomorrow, the same message would hurt Republican candidates, but help Democrat candidates. So the question is, who is, is, is being partisan? It is not our choice to hurt or help these candidates or parties. It is their choice as to whether they want to adopt positions that are consistent with our platform, the platform of Jesus Christ. That's what I've said to them when they've accused me of being partisan. 
Well, you are nonpartisan, but you are an issue-oriented organization. Obviously, the right to life of the unborn is sacred. Uh, and I, I think it was sacred under John Paul II. Do you believe it's still sacred under Pope Francis? And why was the proceeding, um, after you were laicized or defrocked, uh, why is it without appeal? Did he have to personally say it that you cannot even appeal to him anymore? Well, we, well, they said it was without appeal precisely because he did sign off on it. But that's analogous to saying in the civil arena that there's no appeals court above the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, however, the U.S. Supreme Court can reconsider a case, and as we just saw very, very powerfully in the pro-life movement, can change its mind, as it has done many times on many issues. So the fact of the matter is that the Pope can reverse this, and we are asking him to. Uh, and Dr. Chaps will continue asking him to, and I know that so many in, in your audience and certainly in, in among our followers are, are praying for that, encouraging us in that. Um, and in the meantime, I'm going to, you know, as a, a, a Catholic from, uh, from the beginning of my life, I'm going to continue being there, knocking on the door, asking them to reinstate my priesthood. If it, if it takes waiting until the next pope, you know, that may well be a part of the uh, what we deal with. Fine. I'll knock on the door of the next pope. The, the, the reason we're able to do this with, you know, a, a great deal of, of uh, serenity here is that we as a ministry are both financially and juridically independent of the pope and the bishops. I mean, obviously, as Catholics, we're in union with the, the teachings of our church, but we are financially and juridically independent, which means that this recent decision does not take away uh, any of our resources or my freedom to do this work. And fortunately, I have a board and a staff and a pastoral team that is behind me a thousand percent. So we're going forward with the work in the meantime, while we, as I say, knock on the door and humbly pray and request for my priesthood to be reinstated. Amen to that. I did notice in their own statements uh, the Catholic Church and the American bishops have not taken away your leadership position at Priest for Life because that is an outside independent organization and you are free to continue to stand for the right to life of the unborn, uh, just not as, uh, I notice you're not wearing your clerical collar, but you are, right. your heart has not changed. We see it in you. Let's take a short break. Uh, when we come back, what does Priests for Life really do and how have they changed people's lives? This is PIJN News. Hi, I'm Dr. Chaps. I want to introduce my friend, Mike Lindell, who wants to help support our ministry in the work of PIJN News. Uh, Mike, what do you think? Well, I think everybody out there, y'all need to get behind Pray in Jesus' Name's ministry. Dr. Chaps here, but this great ministry needs your support and you can you should donate to it you can also use your promo code pray news and anything you're getting from my pillow with big discounts a lot of those proceeds are coming right back i'm going to put them right back into this into your amazing charity and show well thank you sir i accept that endorsement and we support your work at mypillow.com remember everybody when you visit use the promo code pray news you get a big discount and our charity gets a little bit of help. So thank you, Mike Lindell, for your support. They get a lot of help, a little bit, a lot of help. <laughs> we need all we can get for Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and my employees and I want to thank each and every one of you for your support by bringing you the My Pill that started it all. 
MyPillow's patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs regardless of your sleep position. Because it works, we've sold over 70 million MyPillows, and now I'm bringing it to you for the lowest price ever. For example, you get my standard MyPillow, now only $19.88 with your promo code. Now's the time to get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. MyPillows make the best gifts ever. In the times we're in, one thing we all need is getting a great night's sleep. So go to MyPillow.com or call that number on your screen now. Use your promo code and you'll get my standard MyPillow for only $19.88. For a more custom fit, my premium queen, only $24.98. Or my premium king, only $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so order now. He is the intersection of church and state. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Father Frank Pavone of Priests for Life. Father, uh, tell us just, what does your organization do? Priests for Life, are you still ministering to priests or, or to, to uh, post-abortive mothers? Or what, what are some of your mission areas? We have a wide range of mission areas. At the center of it, as you just mentioned, as, and as the name suggests, we help the clergy to deal with abortion. I, I've got books about preaching on abortion, connecting abortion with scripture, uh, pro-life prayers, uh, helping the clergy and the role that they exercise in leading the people in teaching the word of God and in, 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 in prayer and worship to deal with this abortion issue. And we have over the years just had a tremendous outpouring of a, a, a gratitude from the clergy of all denominations saying to us, you know, you've given me new insight how to deal with this uh, issue. You've given me courage. You've given me strength. The second part of that, it really flows directly from it, is this compassion, as you mentioned, for those who have had abortions. We who oppose abortion do not oppose those who have had abortions. Rather, we we invite them to, to take the, the hand of Christ the Savior uh, to receive his forgiveness, mercy, and healing. So we operate actually the largest ministry in the world for healing after abortion. It's called Rachel's Vineyard, and it is ministering in about 72 countries with about a thousand retreats a year, where based on the word of God uh, and the grace uh, of his spirit, uh, we lead people through the pain of their abortion to the healing peace of the Lord. Uh, this uh, furthermore leads some of those people who have been healed uh, to want to share their story. And you're very familiar, of course, with our Silent No More campaign. Again, a worldwide effort enabling people who've had abortions to share their testimony. As we know, the Word of God proceeds by testimony uh, down through the through the generations, through the centuries. And uh, this is a beautiful part of the pro-life movement now where when these people speak up, they're showing people that, hey, first of all, abortion hurts. And secondly, if you have been hurt by abortion, there is hope and healing. So let's imagine somebody in our audience is a post-abortive mother, or maybe they're a pregnant mom considering an abortion. What does the word of God say, and can you offer them a gentle encouragement? Yes, there are four words, and uh, we see these words uh, coming uh, out of the scriptures. For example, at the beginning of Matthew's gospel, he shall be called Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And then you go to the end of Matthew's gospel, and before he ascends into heaven, Jesus says, I am with you all days until the end of the age. This I am with you is a theme, as you know, that permeates scripture, and it really says what the pro-life movement wants the world to know. 
I am with you. If you feel tempted to have an abortion, a, a lot of that temptation comes from isolation. We, the people of God, are with you. Christ is with you to give you the strength to do what you know is right. If you've had an abortion and you're caught in that 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 grip of, of despair and grief, I am with you. Christ is there to lift you out of that. We are here to welcome you back. Uh, the I am with you applies to the unborn baby, of course, and that leads to our advocacy for that child. Uh, and it leads to equal uh, advocacy and care for that mom, for the dads, uh, and for the whole family. So at these Rachel's Vineyards retreats, uh, and you say mm -hmm. there's a thousand happening every year in 72 countries, um, what is the message given to the people who attend those retreats? The message is that uh, we, you know we have to face honestly what has happened to us, and so as part of the retreat, they tell their story. How did they end up having this abortion? What was the experience like? What has been ruined in their lives since then? You've got to walk through the pain. Denying it or trying to forget about it is not the solution. But then we bring Jesus into all of those moments of their lives, help them to realize uh, that he is with them, he has not abandoned them, and that he can transform them now. Uh, they have to deal with the the anger, for example, that they have towards others who who uh, perhaps pushed for the abortion or abandoned them in the process. Uh, we have to deal with the broken relationships, um, and we help them to deal also with the question of the future. Yes, they can still be a member of the church. Yes, they can still find uh, the calling God has given on their lives. And then, of course, the final piece of that puzzle is, yes, my child uh, is in the arms of God. I entrust the child to God with confidence that he loves that child even more than I do, and that in the life to come, in the resurrection that Jesus promises, we will indeed be reunited with those whom we have lost. Amen. Uh, Frank, I don't know if I ever told you, I was born to a single mom in 1968. She was Catholic. She did not consider abortion, but I was born in Our Lady of Victory Hospital in Buffalo because of the ministry founded by Father Baker back in the 1920s. Uh, I'm here to tell the story that adoption is a better answer. Uh, my mother gave me up for adoption after I was born in a Catholic hospital. You saved my life. You were not alive then, but, but somebody who preceded you because of the Catholic belief that every life is sacred, I'm here today as a living testimony. We have just a minute and a half left. Would you lead somebody in a word of prayer, either extemporaneous or, or a, a rote prayer, whatever you prefer? Oh, thank you so much for the opportunity. Lord, we come to you today. You are the Lord of life. You are the Lord of mercy. You are the Lord of hope. Unite us, O God, uh, across the body of Christ, uh, that we may proclaim to the world that Jesus is Lord. And in so doing, may challenge the world to know that government is not Lord, that the doctor is not Lord, not even the mom and dad are Lord, but rather that you alone our God, and that you have sent us the Savior. We worship him, and in his name we defend life. May we always defend it, and may we find in proclaiming the gift of life, life eternal. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, a Catholic priest who prays in Jesus' name, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so our guest has been Frank Pavone. Please visit priestsforlife.org and sign up for one of those retreats or send it to somebody who should. Uh, our website is prayinjesusname.org. Again, that's prayinjesusname, 
www.ncpbs.org. Please donate today. Please click on the recurring monthly pledge sponsor button for as little as a dollar a month. You can set it and forget it, become a regular sponsor of our show. If you just prayed with us or you need prayer or advice, call us at 866-Obey-God. It's free, 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. We'll see you next time. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.